is one. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, welcome, 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 welcome. Another episode of the Black People Check In. <laughs> And as you can tell, the president is here, not Nelson Mandela, but the other Mandela, <laughs> my boy Mandela Johnson. See, as you can probably tell, the more the more you hear us, you can see which one's more like the Mr. Hype Up and the and you'll find out who is like more the calm, cool, collected one. Whatever that is. <laughs> but hopefully everybody that's listening to this podcast is good. Uh, we got unless you're quite white. a number of things that have been happening. <laughs> oh, what'd you say? I said unless you're white. Well, no, we don't. We don't really <laughs> welcome you guys, but that's okay. I mean, if you want to listen, that's up to you. Um, but um, quite a lot of things have happened. <laughs> uh, quite a lot of things have happened, and we are excited about this episode because we got a very special. I would almost say revered guest, if you will. <laughs> um, Mendel, you you know her best, so why don't you why don't you introduce um, this this celebrity? I, I'm gonna call her a celebrity because cross, cross, angry, miserable. <laughs> well, love mm-hmm. You know what? There's not much to say. She's a. Oh my goodness. She she is. She is. I'm going to use my Michael Mm. Buffer voice. A certified. Mm, Certified. Certified. Don Gargan. Hartical woman. Empress. The friend. (laughs) What I'm calling her. Bodies had a bodies. Oh my god, both you guys. The most unfuckwittable person anyone has ever met. Literally. Jermaine. <laughs> she is. Yes, worldwide. She is worldwide. Worldwide. She is. My friend, my virgin. The mm. good thing them, the good girl mm. them. Right. The realists. The old town bodies. Roughest. No, I'm, I'm gonna say, wait, I don't hold on. I'm gonna say this is this is the long <laughs> this is the <laughs> longest intro ever. Well you keep interrupting. This is, <laughs> okay, fine. Sorry. <laughs> the roughest. Yo. September. Blood <laughs> Anderson family. Yay! Hi everyone. Hi. Number Anderson. Hi, friend. September eighth. Mm-hmm. AKA Bull Buck and Doppy Conqueror. No. Etc. Etc. Talk. So germs. So what we oh. do in the show every week. We say, yo, how is everyone doing? So you know what? We're gonna we're, it's gonna be a little bit longer today because we have a special I think this is our first one recorded online. Yes, I would say that's the first one. So Yeah. So how are you, sir? You know what, lady, how are you bun here? Oh, <laughs> how are you? Wagwan, how was your week? How have you been coping in this pandemic? 
I'm doing very well. I've been keeping myself very busy. I've had a class or some kind of study thing going on every mm. month, just trying to upgrade and be better than I was the before. year or the month, the day before. Same mm. hustle. You know what I mean? Doing projects like these. I've got another one coming out tomorrow, STEM Queens, which is about Black women in STEM. Uh, so excited about that. Uh, just out here doing the damn thing. Okay. Wicked, wicked. Jermaine, how are you? What have you been up to this week? Well, on, Popcorn. Oh, you asked me now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ladies I first. Ladies Where's your manners, boy? <laughs> well, you know what? Because, because she is a special lady, I'm going to submit. Mm. So... I'm 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 going to say you know what she did deserve the other praise. Duh. So to answer your question, you know, <laughs> Mandela, um, the week hasn't been too bad. Um, actually, you know what? I've been I've been on this. There's two things. Number one, I've been on this tear where it's like I'm getting back into like my physical shape because okay. mentally. It started to weigh on me, so I've been on a huge tear again back into workout mode. My body is absolutely sore, but I don't care because at this stage of the game, I'd rather this than nothing else. So weren't you telling me earlier in the week that you can't wait for September to um, subscribe to your OnlyFans when you get fit? fit up? <laughs> stop, stop the lies, okay? Nobody <laughs> lies for you. Even though low-key, maybe that's the case, but stop your life. <laughs> Listen, I got enough money to help feed the needy. Yeah. <laughs> I something in your PayPal. Listen, man, we, we are here supporting the community. So if you got that, I got you. So that's how we do it. Okay, so you've been working out. How's work and thing? With a picnic them? Oh, listen, I, well, from, again, for most people that don't know is that just tune in, I work for the truck, well, I work for the school board. I ain't going to say which one. But <laughs> as per usual, there's been a lot of, well, I'm, I'm trying not to swear. We'll save that. No, you can, what are you talking about? You're like, listen. L- listen, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to be clean here, man. I'm just trying to be like, you know, like, like I'm just trying to do things right. But boring, there's been a lot of man, I'm boring, and, man. You know, get out of here, guy. <laughs> But there's been a lot of BS and like it's 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 white people doing well. It's white people and and non-black people doing really BS stuff. And I wasn't even involved yet. My name was called. So we're we're gonna save that for later. We're gonna save that for for a special segment. Let's do that. Let's do that still. Let's do that. So. All right. Well. But other than that, like I'm cool. Like I'm just trying. I hear the hustle. Okay. Well, I'm good, as per usual. Been a busy week. <laughs> I was gonna work. ask you, how are you doing? I'll start work back again this week. <laughs> so you know, back to being responsible. Back to um, adulting again. Um, okay. Tanya and I bought. I know. Work. Right. Tanya and I bought rollerblades, so we've been practicing. I look like a toddler on mm-hmm. wheels, so it's been fun. You do, though. I, I do. Don't you look like a toddler, though? You know what? Fuck out of here. Oh, uh, you want to start down in rollerblades? 
skateboarding. Yeah, game. that's what I'm saying. Oh, you don't know. You don't want to see that yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't want to see that yet. You don't want to see that yet. But yeah, other than that, I've been good. Tanya's been keeping me out of trouble. We we got a new elliptical. Elliptical. Oh yeah. Yeah. So so we've been kind of using that Tanya more than me. Um. Yeah, I've been oh, chilling. Catch up. So Uncle Germs, what we are chat about today? What we are chat about? Tell me. Tell me. Because well, clearly we have a special guest, and you know she can't just sit here and look pretty. So we are chat. Well, I know. I know. But we know we we know say she's smart. That's so, all. Well, know. yeah, obviously we don't have we don't hang around the stupidy people. <laughs> so today's episode is an interesting one, and it's interesting now that um a couple of things have come to light. Mm. Um, and so we want to talk talk a little bit about cultural appropriation. You know. Hey. I mean? Um and. I mean, we're, we're talking about people who tend to, I'm not going to say gaslight, that's not the word, but basically they gentrify black, if, it, if, if anything, um, especially when they have really no reason to do it. So I'm calling out the people like Chet Hanks, you know, <laughs> Lily Singh's have been notorious on this mm-hmm. one. Chroma's got a kid. I, I, Did you no watch friend, a video? Listen, man. Oh, are you talking about Chet or are you talking about Chromas? Chromas. I watched your video. It was only five minutes long. I could only get to 30 seconds. Listen, man. Anytime when she opens up her mouth, she just, she's, she's dumb. Like, I'm sorry. Like, she's dumb. I, I'm, I'm not knocking her hustle, but, like, again, there's, as some Jamaicans would say, you know, my spirit can't take her. <laughs> just my can't take her. Can you repeat and that a- one more time? My spirit cannot take her. day. <laughs> right. Um, and it, it, it's funny because um, there's been quite a number of things that have been happening. And um, I don't know if I should talk about the White Boy Summer uh, video that uh, Chet po- posted. We'll leave that till last. <laughs> but um, what I want to do, and this, this is just more of an open floor discussion. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to ask September first this question. When you, we talk about, so that uh, it's clear, when we talk about cultural appropriation, right, especially in the black experience, what thoughts run through your mind? What is it to you? Honestly, I don't know how many people out there listening have watched um, The Chappelle Show, but I just keep thinking of the line when, I think it was Charlie Murphy or whoever talked about with Charlie Murphy and Rick James, they talked about being habitual line steppers. There is a lane, everybody always swerves into the black lane. All these other cultures, there's so many other people who talk about, oh, they grew up in the hood and therefore they get access to blackness. And you know what I mean? I've lived amongst black people, but it's always funny how that is always a one-way street. Mm-hmm. I have never been to a Chinese funeral. I have mm-hmm. never been to a Filipino, whatever religious, religious separation. I've mm-hmm. never been to a white, I've never been to a satyr. I've never been to a number of different things. And it's always funny how this habitual line stepping and wearing blackness as if it is a costume is a continuous thing that happens. And we need to understand that mm-hmm. our culture is sacred and it is mm-hmm. And people continuously treat our culture like it is a commodity and the commodity is our culture. And then they go and they dash us. 
So they want the blackness without the blackness, everything but the struggle. And not just everything but the struggle, they're not taking the struggle and they're not taking the allyship, but they want to dress like us and they want the box braids and they want all of these other things. So Uh I was on a little bit of a rant there, but it's everything but the struggle. And especially since anti-blackness is global, and in all countries they have black people and dark-skinned people and they're always the worst treated, you cannot have our things until you treat us with respect. And even then, it's for us to give it to you, not for you to teeth it. So, yeah. So, um, <laughs> um, what, she, what she said. <laughs> things to say. <laughs> um, what she just woke up, huh? Yeah. Okay. I, I, was, I was just going to say, I think we could end it right there. Right. <laughs> this was the shortest ever episode of Black People Checking People. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> that was a message. Yeah. A word. A word. Yo, there's an offer plate somewhere. I got to get that right now. You know what? In, so, in, in short, I'll say this. I'm just. Wait, didn't Mandela just. I think you froze. I'm here. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I can see you. Okay. Do no, you... I got it. Oh, okay, good. No, I said, in, in short, I'm not really in a no-long talking and thing and thing. I, I'm just tired of people teething our shit. That's it. Honestly, yeah. I'm just tired of all of that, all of what it means. You know yes. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not just that you're stealing our shit. It's also, you know what I mean? We talk about cultural appropriation and we often say it's not just that you're taking your shit. It's the systemic and the larger thing. So it's the mm-hmm. fact that I can't wear my hair out in natural but we have what they call black fishing. So white girls trying to look like mixed girls or black girls or Chinese girls trying to look like us. But you mm-hmm. can wear my hair and you can wear my box braids mm-hmm. and you're treated differently than I am. As a black mm-hmm. dude, you gold stud, you want to wear your Tims, you want to wear your hoodie, you want to do this, you want to do that. Then you're subject to police interrogation and you walk into Walmart and now they want to follow you like Walmart's worth stealing from, but a white guy can do it and it's totally fine. A white guy can do it, he can be a CEO of a company and respect it as such. So that's what I mean, like it's everything but the burden. And you know what I mean? These same people, like I remember one of my coworkers, a white woman, and you should see her acrylic nails. She had these long acrylic nails with all this stuff on them. She's typing and all you could hear is click, click, click. And everybody wanted to come by. And you know what I mean? It wasn't a thing, but when I do it, oh, your nails are distracting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's that double standard and it's what it means for me. Because it's not yeah. just that you say that it's distracting, it's also that you pay me less, that you mm-hmm. don't be as professional or capable. It's all of those things that come along with it. And it's also the disrespect. Because then you got somebody like, what's his name? Chet. Spike boy who's always beefing with Spike Lee. Oh. Michael Rappaport or whatever his name is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally did tell Spike Lee, I'm blacker than you are. That's the, that is the thing. I had a white boy in school who told me that and told me that I was a waste of black skin because God should have given him the black skin instead of me. You know what I mean? Wow. Did you knock him out? Habitual line stepping. <sighs> habitual line stepping. You know what I mean? It's the lack of respect for me. It's the lack of respect for me. Okay, so <laughs> I love I love this because there's a lot of questions. And I'm, uh, again, well, okay, I'm gonna ask some questions, and Mandela obviously jump in with the answers or whatever, right? I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> sure I'll be jumping at some point, but I, I'm just okay. Okay, so so for for both of you, especially like September, right? Because I totally agree with what what you're saying. 
So here's some of the things that I've observed when it comes to cultural appropriation, right? And I look at it just sort of as like how people have gentrified blackness, right? So obviously you take the model, you pretty much renovate it to fit a particular standard, right? And then resell it for, for, um, for, for human consumption. Thank you. As, as you rightly said, we're, we're basic commodities. Yeah. So when, when you look at cultural appropriation, like for example, let's, let's use bodies, right? So obviously um, a lot more women of all stripes are, the, sorry, let me put it this way. So thickness, right, has become more of the accepted body type before. And I'm, listen, I grew up like late 80s or no, early 80s. So what was accepted before was like, you, ha you had a stick figure, but as long as you had breasts or yeah. big old boobs, that was the accepted thing. Yeah. Now thickness, proportional thickness is like the in thing, right? And yeah. every woman of all stripes um, are pushing it even to the point where even like um, liposuction, not, not liposuction, but yeah. butt enhancements and all that type of stuff are like the norm. What are your thoughts around that? Uh, just from that but that's all of the ways and it's so funny because i remember in sir mix a lot's video um i like big butts in and i cannot lie like girls oh my god did you see her her butt is just so big like it was mm -hmm. it was like you were some kind of abnormality yep. but big hips are lips and you know what i mean everything wearing false hair everything was about us was just so disgusting and something to be discriminated against mm -hmm. and now it still is and now we're seeing these women and their lips are in their lips look like air mattress you know what i mean it's just the things that continue but it's still not okay for us we do it and it's still ghetto you know what mm -hmm. i mean right. and it's still ghetto and it's still not acceptable like i was watching cp24 i'm like so not a single one of these newscasters have their own original lips all of them just it's totally acceptable for a newscaster to have those type of lips and it's so funny because i keep seeing blackness everywhere within the absence of black people that people are literally you know what i mean it's augmenting their bodies it's up, up to you whether you want to you know what i mean the debate is can be had about whether it's a form of self-mutilation or whether it's an enhancement but we have these people doing it while scorning us like look at all the kardashians They're every single one of them black women eh? They're aspiring to be black women and them that people don't, they don't even, I remember when they said there was a, a picture of Kim, Chloe and Courtney. Mm -hmm. And it said the only KKK to allow black men in and Courtney uh, Kardashian reposted that meme. Uh -huh. This is yep. the joke about it. They have absolutely no respect for us. They will appropriate from us. They will steal from us because they uh -huh. steal black women's work and designs and all of these things and yet there is and yet we are still marginalized we are still murdered we are still oppressed our kids are still catching hell in school you know what i mean like i just this is the thing is it's just the commodification of who we are and it stems from way back like even i was looking on instagram and i was reminded of this guy i believe his name is ota benga and he was in a human zoo he died oh. in the 19 maybe 18 he died they oh. took him from the continent brought him to the States or to Europe and they had black people in zoos. It was a human zoo where you can go and see black people in their quote unquote natural habitats. We are still treated like that. What these women are all doing, is just a commodification, just like you would buy a t-shirt or a pair of sneakers or a car. That is how they are buying us. They're buying blackness in every sense of the word. And it's, 
I'm, I have a lot of these references in my head because that's how my brain works, but I keep on thinking of Silence of the Lambs and mm-hmm. the serial killer Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Um, who used to steal, murder women and steal parts of their body to be, create a woman's suit. That's what they're mm-hmm. doing. You're Buffalo Bill. You're skinning black women and wearing it like it's normal. And the mm-hmm. shit is rancid. It stinks. So, Mandela. what do you think about, like, I've seen this this summer. You have some DJs in the city. <sighs> Namely DJ White Boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever. I went to a panel discussion with him. It was about dance hall and dancing in the dance community. This was like a, three, four years ago. And he was a panelist. I'm like, what the fuck is he here? Huh? Anyway. And I remember for most of the panel, he just kept going on about he was raised in Scarborough and ting and ting and ting and blah, blah, blah. Most of his friends. He's a web developer too, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then this summer he did a IG live and why I just got so vexed. He was talking about, it was when all the George Floyd things happened. Mm-hmm. He went on this yeah. whole all lives matter rant. And of course he did. Why? What do you expect? This saying goes both ways. Right. Mm-hmm. Just because a horse was born in a pig pen does not reclassify the horse as a pig. It's a pig. Or vice versa. <laughs> so it's the same thing. And you, oftentimes it's used to talk about Black people out of Africa. They say we're still African even though we were born here. But it goes mm-hmm. for the same thing. The other issue was he was not born in a Black household and raised by a Black family. What was his house like? We know what his house like is because he's, he's on an All Lives Matter rant while profiting off of Black culture. And let's be realistic. The reason why he's where he is is not because of how talented it is. It's because of how white he is. Right. He has the nerve to disrespect the culture that pays him. The disrespect the culture that lets him in and lets him go on his fu- with his funky patois and come out to Jamaica <laughs> with his skin. You know what I mean? The same culture that allows him to carry on with that fucking criticize him and try to disrespect us when it's literally war in the damn streets. This is my problem. I'm all for, listen, stay in your lane. I stay very firmly in mine. You know what I mean? I do not swerve out. I'm very much in my lane. They could stay in their lane too. Why do you need to consume? Why do you need to be parasitic on a culture? I just don't understand that. And I would miss, I miss the days, because I was born in the 80s too. I miss the days when you would go to school and talk about a black artist and the white kids and Chinese kids had no idea what you're talking about. They may have been secretly listening because a lot of them are like, oh, I remember Chris Cross from back in the day, but they wouldn't tell you they were doing it. It was a secret. To indulge in black culture, it was a secret. Go back to being ashamed. Go back to being ashamed because this fake love that you're giving, I don't want it. And that's the thing, as I say, you know what I mean? And obviously there's any white friends I have, I like my friends white. Mm-hmm. What I mean, a friend of mine, he doesn't listen to Stevie Wonder. He didn't, he told, I remember a few years ago, he's like, I didn't realize Stevie Wonder was blind. I love that. I love that. Don't know me. Mm-hmm. You're, mm-hmm. I know my, they're not coming to Caravana with me. They're not doing mm-hmm. this. I love that. I love and mm-hmm. maintain those boundaries. You know what I mean? Because also my black culture is sacred. I've been at work, I was listening to Soak on headphones and my coworker came up behind me and saw the YouTube window. And he asked me, what is that? And I quickly clicked the X and I said, it's Caribbean folklore, folk music. That's what I said. Because it's my culture. It's not for, it's not for sharing. It's my culture. It's uh, my culture. Uh, okay. Caribbean folk music. So anyways, what are you, what, what can I help you with? You know what I mean? <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait, Manila. Wait, wait. Before you even say anything, I'm going to, I'm going to just say two things. Okay. Number one. September, can I be your friend? Can I be your friend? <laughs> Did I tell you how me and her met? Did I yeah. tell you how me and her met? Yeah. 
<laughs> me blazing the fire and Mandela being nearby and being like, yo, I think I need to be friends with this person. <laughs> I was like, I met her, my, I think going into my last year at Humber doing my internship. Mm-hmm. We were in a second cup. Second cup. Yeah. And I just hear this gal talking some things. I'm like, oh. So we yeah. just, and why, you know, honestly, I wasn't ready. It's been a wild road ever since. <laughs> yeah, I was not ready. But yes, I do have a question. A very important question. Yes. Okay, um, fine. But after your question, Mila, I got a pointed question for you and for her. So go okay. ahead. Okay. Yeah. Can we keep you here September? <laughs> oh, that was my second question. Yeah. Like, oh, that was please, your question. Can we please okay. keep you? Like, we, we need to keep you. Well, not really. I'm a regular guest. Oh, God. You tell me, whatever the topic is, I got something to say about it. I'll, Listen, but, I'll go off on anything. You know, okay. you know, you know what? This is this is um great because while we were doing our Instagram lives, I was the one ranting for most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, we're overdue for an Instagram live, and they allow us to actually have more than two people. Yes. Put that out there. Yes. Yes. But yes, go ahead, Uncle Germs. Uncle Germs, go ahead. Okay. So I'm gonna ask a question for both of you. I'm gonna start with you, Mandela. Okay. Because I know September is going to finish this off. Mm. But I'm going to ask this question, okay? And I'm going to premise this by this. So I remember, I, was, uh, I remember reading an article about Lily Singh, right? Um, oh. And this article was criticizing a lot of the stuff that she was doing to, once again, appropriate uh, Black people and Black culture. Now, her previous responses... <clears throat> have been similar to what uh, September alluded to with White Boy from the yep. standpoint of, you know, I grew up around, like, she talked about she grew up in, in Scarborough, in Malvern, mm-hmm. you know, she has quote-unquote black friends, yep. and this meeting has, we're going to have to fix that. So <laughs> my, my question is, in some ways, do you feel that Black people have a certain responsibility as to why at times we have white people and uh, people, other people of color that tend to culturally appropriate? From the standpoint of we don't, like those very same Black friends that supposedly they have, they don't check them, just say, yo, listen, don't cross this line. Yes, and we're too fucking accepting of everybody, any and everybody in our thing. Right. So a few years ago, I went to this. I don't remember how many years ago. I went to this. And who did I go with? But I went to some house party. Right. And it was all white folks. And the theme was 90s hip hop. Mm-hmm. Dress in hip hop attire. That was the theme. And I went and I was just like, what the fuck? Why am I here? Right. Everyone was nice, of course, because they all are. But I just kept getting this, this um, kind of a sick feeling in my stomach. Like I just wanted to fight people. You know what I mean? But I couldn't understand. I couldn't justify that or know why. First of all, were you drunk at the time? I was trying to be. <laughs> I, <heard you. laughs> I was trying to be, and they were all, I don't know, and it just felt real. It felt like a mockery. Of us, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. so okay, that happened, or whatever. And then I think maybe a few weeks after, or a few days, whenever someone told me that I was classified as the ghetto one, why was I invited? 
Why were you invited to participate in your culture? Right. I'm like, yo. Imagine being so bold, eh? You know what I mean? Think it and then vocalize (laughs) it and vocalize it to somebody else. Right. Right? And same thing in the PR program at Humber that I graduated from. Everyone in the program was all into hip hop and these little white girls would blast their Wu Tang and mm-hmm. have the Wu Tang um, fucking toques, you know, them <clears throat> ones. Mm-hmm. Then have the nerve to ask who invited this other black girl with her ghetto friends mm-hmm. into the mm-hmm. party mm-hmm. while blasting all, all of our music and shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. We need to be, we need to be extremely careful who we let into our shit, uh-huh. and I feel like gatekeeping is necessary, but not just gatekeeping, but fiercely, like all DJ Dotty Boy, the clear one. I'm done. <laughs> I don't know why Toronto keeps putting up with his shit. You know what I mean? But they're all gonna love him because him bullet this and thing and him play a bounty and. You know what I mean? So, mm. I don't know. I'm done with the city. I think September, <laughs> September hit I it. You know what I mean? I swear I come in. I have to locate the systemic and talk all the sociology and stuff like this. But I'm wary of placing blame. Because remember, we don't have systemic power. And it's not like we're letting these people. You know what I mean? It's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People talk about her oppression, her Olympics, but there definitely is a hierarchy play in place and we're at the bottom. And mm-hmm. so the people in our neighborhoods, remember the neighborhoods they're talking about, we were there because we couldn't go anywhere else. You know what right. I mean? And those people and a lot of those hood Asians and all those other people, it's funny how they were easily able to get out of the hood and we weren't, and they didn't take us out the hood with us. No. And so in that regard, we are welcoming, but I think it's more protective and it's more, you know what I mean? We're dumped into this new place and trying to survive. With that being said, like I always, I have his friend Tristan Samuels. Uh, he's doing his PhD in Black Studies at Temple University in the United States. He's we black. have to treat our stuff as sacred. We yeah, have to. Culture is sacred. Culture, just like when you think about religion, like even the big kerfuffle over what little Nas X did, like people <laughs> went off because they treat religion as sacred. So our culture is sacred and culture includes our hair, the way mm-hmm. we dress, our music, the way we talk. It is okay. not just entertainment. It is our culture and it is sacred. And this, again, I remember I had a, uh, my roommate in university. She was from Sault Ste. Marie. Whenever I would talk to my friends on the phone, I would talk in Patois because yes. I was talking in code so that she wouldn't understand. Mm-hmm. Our culture is sacred, it has sacred meaning. It was like a video mm-hmm. I saw, this white girl was trying to teach other white people how to crip walk. And people were like, mm-hmm. um, is she trying to get white people killed? That mm-hmm. crip walk is not a dance. No. You know what I mean? It means something, it is sacred, it's full of iconography and symbology. It is mm-hmm. our stuff and it is sacred and we need to continue. And even if they're in our music, they understand maybe 5% of what's being said. It is right. still very much sacred to us, and we need to. We do need to stop letting them in and be so welcome. You I'm know, it's like iconography right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like this. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna just touch on something that that I firmly agree with you, especially in the on the language part. Can right? I just briefly interrupt to define iconography? Go ahead, teach so the people. They- so when I say iconography, I mean like the images and symbols. It, images and symbols that hold deeper meaning. Sure. So even if it's an onk or things like that, that's iconography. So yes, sorry, Jermaine, you were saying. No, no, listen, thank yeah. you for the teachable moment. People that are listening to Black People Protection, 
you know, that one's for free. Next time we're charging. So, you yeah. know what? Yeah. You are Uncle Germs, me are the president, she are the teacher. Boom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I gotta remember that. <laughs> I gotta remember that. But yes, Jermaine, you're saying. So you touched on something that I actually personally feel awfully passionate about, and especially the language piece, right? Um, and I'm going to premise this by giving an example. So I know we we're going to talk about this later, but I'm, 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 I'm going to talk about this now, especially that, that, that the white boy chat, right? Mm. Piece of trash over that, there. That is for our special section. That's for a special segment. Don't worry. I have an introduction <sighs> and everything. <laughs> All right, you know what? Then I'm not going to use chat. Let's go to DJ Khaled for a second. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Another so, one. So here's the, here's the thing that, that I think, I, I remember when I was a kid. Now, mind you, the premise of it was a little bit wrong, right? I remember growing up when my parents would tell me, don't, don't speak Patois, right? Yep. And obviously the reason behind it, looking back now, wasn't really fair because, again, it was just more so to appease like white people than yeah. it is like anything else. But that being said, there is something to be said where, and I, I said this back then, if you weren't from a particular place, particular island, mm -hmm. and you start trying to speak their language, you would get laughed at because you sound dumb. Yes. Right? Oh, understand yes. what I mean? Yeah. Well, for the longest time, I'm not even trying to do that. And even up till now, sometimes I, more often I don't. Because, yeah. again, I like, realize... Exactly. Exactly. Because I know it's like, yes, my, my background is Jamaican, but I live in Canada. So you're not going to hear me pat, talk Patois all that much. Yes. Unless I'm in a specific space with specific people. Right? And, and the reason why I say that is that what I've noticed lately, and this is the reason why... Um, I use DJ Khaled for, 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 for as an example. So I remember DJ Khaled, you know, especially when um, my boy, Buju, right? <laughs> Buju just got out and DJ Khaled was like all over the place, like, you know, like Yardman food and all that type of stuff. Yeah. And I'm like saying, yo, you sound dumb. Pat George did the same thing. Right. With, with, with busy signal, man. But this is the other issue that I have a problem with. Like, for mm -hmm. you and I, and this is the thing is like, and I'm kind of diverging off the cultural appropriation topic, but it's mm -hmm. really difficult to be a kid born from Caribbean parents who don't speak Patois and don't know the culture. Because we're not, right. not going to be as accepting to us as they are to DJ Khaled. Right. I've been to the yard. I've been to Jamaica and they are not, they're very clear that you're from far. And I'm like, but if I was a white girl, you would have welcomed me in. And the man looked at me see, and he couldn't say nothing. So see, number that, one, mm -hmm. we, we should be allowed to talk our bad patois and people just teach wow. us and fix it up for us and let us know it without the criticism. But you're going to let this look like idiot boy who is only in here to teach the culture, who doesn't mm -hmm. have the proper reverence for Bojumantin. Mm -hmm. And remember, mm -hmm. these Americans, them love come and teeth and sit on them. Remember what they did to Barrington Levy? Barrington Levy is oh. an icon. Look how mm -hmm. they've done him. They keep, look how they treat Rihanna till this day. You know, yeah. remember when work came out, how they were making fun of her and she has no education. They had the nerve to come for Rihanna and say Rihanna's dumb and has no education because she dropped mm -hmm. out when she was 17. Rihanna's mm -hmm. smarter than all of us. Rihanna, at 17 in Barbados, she's smart enough to be, she knows enough math to be an engineer. You know what I mean? She but, can build the pyramids with the knowledge that she has as a dropout. But you know what I mean? Like, 
I diverge, but it's funny how we're letting these fools in who literally have no respect for us. And we can sit down and we can talk about Arab anti-blackness. We could talk about how North Africa is an Arab settler state. We could talk mm -hmm. about the enslavement of Africans by mm -hmm. Arab people all yep. over the world and how weird then we turn around and accept you into our country, culture, even French Montana. I know you got a little nigga in you, pardon my French. I know you got a little nigga in you, but you, he was playing around and denying his blackness. So if you're not black, don't say nigga then. Right. Okay, so, okay, sorry. And not to, uh, not to interrupt you on this one, but okay. you see, you're hitting, you're hitting exactly where I was going to get at. Because again, even for us amongst our black people, and I get it, like black people, different, whether you're a black American, black Caribbean, uh, black Caribbean, black whatever, black British. I think what happens is, is that we don't, we don't do a we don't do a good job at all of recognizing that, you know what, if a person talking Patois, you should not say anything, say, oh, it's okay. No, it's not okay. No. Like, how can you say okay to something that you're not even a part of? Thank right? you. Like, why would you That's do that? I don't I, post that. It's not my lane. I watch and I listen and I learn, but I shut my mouth because it's, this is my thing is, I mm -hmm. stay in my lane. I'm mm -hmm. always in my lane. And if I ever swerve out, slap me back into my lane because in my, and I, this is the other thing is, I love my lane. I mm -hmm. love my people. I love our culture. I love everything about us. And I stay in my lane. I may mm -hmm. see something from another culture, but like, that's cool, but this is my lane. It's totally yep. fine to look and say, that's cool and stay in your lane. You don't have to completely embody it. And you know what I mean? You're not an honorary anything. It's not real. This is not a Harvard degree. You don't get an honorary black card. You're not an honorary Trini or an honorary whatever. That's not real. Stop saying that. You see, know what I mean? that no that, one else does it. No one well, else does it. You see, and that's and that's the thing. Like I even think back to like you're not gonna see me try to disrespect like a black Nigerian or a black person from Ghana or Zimbabwe. Because again, that's their lane. Yes, we are all black, but yeah. even within black culture, there's a lane that I'm not going to cross. If, if you're black and trans or gay, that's your lane. I yeah. ain't crossing that. Yeah. Because that, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's a history and a story that I can't say. And an I have experience full of its own oppressions and its own pains. It's exactly. Your, and it's your, you know what I mean? Especially as a person who is an oppressor of you. As a black mm -hmm. trans person, as us sitting here as black cis people, we hold a position of power in which we are oppressors to those people in a sense. Of course, it's, you know what I mean, interracial violence and we can go and have yeah. all those languages. But imagine George Floyd is getting killed in the street and you're singing nigga along at the Kanye West concert. Yeah. Like, mind boggling. And then have Black Lives Matter in your fucking, your bio, your profile. Mm -hmm. it, yep. like, it boggles my mind. I just don't understand it. I don't yep. understand it. With the current history, the past history that is unending and unbroken, your whole history, we're literally living in a white supremacist settler state. I... If you're not staying in your lane, I would be so embarrassed. I... I would be so embarrassed. The only time I go to queer clubs is when I am invited. You know what I mean? I don't just roll yep. up in there because that is your safe space. I have no business to be in there chilling mm -hmm. with my homies. And then other, and even when I do go, I'm on the centers. I'm not going on no stage. I'm not going on top of no speaker because mm -hmm. I need to hold my corner. So y'all come up to our parties. And you want to be broking out in the middle of the circle and make, calm down, calm mm -hmm. down. Stay on the fringes if you come or just don't come. <laughs> I'm sure there are white social <laughs> that we're not in. There's some deep underground 
You know what I mean? At their private school, parents, whatever. Of course so. Oh, you know, they're, they're, they're all held by what's his name in the UK. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh, no, I thought that was the white day. Remember the, the whining man? Yes. <laughs> was it, it was his name White Chocolate or some shit? White, to- white Chocolate. Oh, no, no, White, white Chocolate. I thought you, no, not White, sorry. You know what? You're right. You're right. I was, sorry. Never mind. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, but White Chocolate, like, in the from, from the moment he named, like somebody said, from the moment he named himself that, we should have run him. From the moment we named himself like that. And his thing, even as I'm watching, like, it looks like this dude is just out here trying to conquer black women. Like, this is a plantation fantasy. Like, you know what I mean? I never, I have no space for that, eh? There's so many Caribbean Instagram, like, Soka Instagram accounts that I've unfollowed. Because I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and watch white girls whining, eh? I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm very, and I don't understand because their spaces are their spaces yeah. and our spaces are everybody's. We are the all lives matter. Okay. Our spaces are all okay, lives Go on, my Regin, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because you know what, this is, and this is the part where I come back to sort of like our reaction to it. Because we, we as black people, for whatever reason, we praise the white boy, like, especially white chocolate over there, for, for example. We praise the, the white boy if he's able to wind up uh, and, and learn how to bubble properly or whatever. Or we praise the white, white dude for singing so well to, to music that's been sacred to us. Or we praise the, the, the white dude that, that quote-unquote talks like, like he's from the, the Caribbean or, for, the or from rapper. Africa. Or, or even, well, that's been, that's been from time. Like, September is I mean, ha- your favorite rapper, though? I thought, yeah, I thought no, you no, no. I mean, <laughs> listen, hashtag Vanilla Ice, okay? Let's, let's go back there. I wouldn't okay, even go as far as Drake. I told somebody, somebody asked me if I had heard the new, some, I don't know if it was Machine Gun Kelly or one of them. And I told, I looked him dead as his eye. I'm like, I don't listen to blackface rap. From then, he never asked me again. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to blackface rap. I'll yeah. listen to black people. That's what it is. I'm, I'm dubbing it that. It's blackface rap. I don't mm-hmm. listen to that stuff. And even you have somebody like Post Malone who comes into a culture. And yep. whether you're in it, it doesn't mean it is your culture. You're always... Well, I mean, you're a parasite living off of us, but fine, I'll say a visitor just to be kind. But imagine being a visitor and being like, these are all the problems with rap. Sir, mind your business. You know what I mean? It's like you coming in, you're at a, you're, Mandela invites you to a family dinner and you're going to talk about what's wrong with Mandela's family. Sir, you need to go home. Okay. Right. Oh, but even with that, and sorry, Mandela, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interject because okay. the music part's like my thing, my, my biggest thing. But I will say this. This, this, this goes to show where, again, when you look at Black culture and how it's been gentrified music has always been sort of like the antithesis if you will of how black culture gets gentrified so much because again yes fine you got commercial success but the people that are running the commercial are white the people that have been controlling it have been white and so therefore the money speaks as to what the music's going to sound like who's going to be but all over, and it's this is the thing is this is historical. It has always been that way. Even yes. to this day, somebody may own a record company, but the company on top that is in charge of distributions is mm. white. Even when you think of Bob Marley and the Whalers, who was their manager? Who owns the studio? So we yep. just that's the thing is that's why I'm always cautious about where I place the blame because we always have to t- tie it back to the systemic. The systemic mm. controls and rules us all. We just don't have that power. We just mm-hmm. simply don't. We do not have that systemic power. We don't have it large enough. And it's really upsetting to see in Jamaica because Jamaica is 92% um, black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all of these things are owned by these people and they get to control the narrative. They do control the narrative. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even the That's raising a- up of Bob Marley was very inter- inter- in, I mean, intentional because mm-hmm. who was not Bunny, the other one, Tosh. 
Peter Tosh. Tosh, all those revolutionary hardcore <sighs> Bunna White Man songs was Peter Tosh. They could have elevated him. They didn't. They, tried they, to chose, kill the, they chose the biracial guy. You know what yep. I mean? The biracial guy who was a serial... Remember, I was just reading a thing where somebody was talking about how... You know Bob Marley's married to Rita Marley, but how Bob mm -hmm. Marley was dating this white beauty queen and he would make Rita Marley serve them breakfast in a bomba clap bed. Thank That's you. Also elevate. Look mm -hmm. how much he has. I swear the only black children he has is from Rita Marley all over mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. Thinking mm -hmm. he's a conquering lion of Judah. Meanwhile, the lion get conquered. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, but back to what we were saying, the ownership. No, we're not. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Bought you sorry. Sorry for what? No, sorry for it was just a habit. I don't mean it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I am always cautious of ownership because even when you talk about sneakers, outside of Michael Jordan, nobody's owning the sneaker game. No. And look how, yeah. look how completely that has been gentrified. Mm -hmm. Completely been gentrified. And it's cool. so upsetting the way, like as somebody who loves sneakers and has loved, I have a Jumpman tattoo, eh? Mm. I've had that tattoo for over 15 years and I still have absolutely no regrets. If I had mm -hmm. my way, I would have named, I wanted to name my son Michael and my daughter Jordan. If I had my way, his name would be Michael. <laughs> and with no regrets. His middle name is Amaru after Tupac. No regrets. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So to watch the way that this thing is being conquered, that this thing has been gentrified and taking away from the people who made it cool. You know what I mean? Who made companies mm -hmm. this big international decades long juggernaut. It's just mm -hmm. sickening. Even when I look at quote unquote urban wear, I'm like, where are the dark-skinned black women? They're all biracial. Mm. Then you get a couple of black men to play black mandingo with all of these yep. non-black women. Yes. You know what I mean? Or they, they're this propensity for getting um, biracial people, which then it's erasing dark-skinned black people, as it always has. I mean, yep. there was Len Horn. You know what I mean? We've been doing this for a long time. I mean, yep. the first black woman to win um, a leading actress Grammy was biracial, Halle Berry. I'm not knocking her, but these are the truths. And of course, it's going to make a lot of people angry. And I really don't care. Um, you know what oh, I mean? Like, we're, I'm sure we're getting taken off of any platform when we upload this. I'm positive. We're going with a bang. I mean, why not? You know I, I mean, mean, why not? My, my wife says I'm going to get death threats. So. Put it on SoundCloud. Okay, so come for me if you take, if you take Sayabad. <laughs> if you take Sayabad. If you take Sayabad. <laughs> they, 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 they tried coming for me. Ducky, Ducky Conqueror, all five foot three of me. All five foot three of me. <laughs> they tried coming for me in the summer and it did not end well for oh, them. Don't do that. I do this for fun, eh? So <laughs> yes. I'm, my mom is from Trinidad and my dad is from Jamaican. Trust me, you don't want a Jamaican person to cuss you, eh? No, worst you thing don't. Ever happen in life. Mm -mm. Worst thing, even me. I was I'm like, worst thing that could ever happen in life. When I'm in Jamaica, I mind my damn business. Yep. I, I'm. You know what I mean? I pay speaking straight Canadian. I just want you guys to know that I'm harmless. Humble. Humble. <laughs> Humble. Uh -huh. I don't uh -huh. even dance, eh? When I'm down there. We'll do nothing. No, I don't play dominoes. Give me a little head nod just so they know I can catch the beat. I don't want to be. Mm. Right. I'm right. down, mm. but I'm not down. Listen, I didn't, I didn't come with no barrels, so leave me alone. <laughs> leave me. No barrel. None. <laughs> no barrel. Not for you in my suitcase. Yeah. No. <laughs> nothing. You know what? No. I think this is a great segue. Into our oh next my segment. God. <laughs> um, we like to call this segment. Hold on. What what was it last? You know what? We like to call this segment. The, what, did you say the unseasoned chronicles or the the white people effery? This week in white people fuckery. Okay. AKA. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm gonna let you say this one. I said the last three. No 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 no. Keep going. You might as well keep it up. You might as well keep it up. <laughs> 
AKA the Uncultured Chronicles. Uncultured. <laughs> Listen, it, it should be unseasoned. It really should be unseasoned. Unseasoned was last Thank week. <laughs> I mean, we uncultured. Said, we said unseasoned last week. <laughs> Keep it that way, man. Yo, we, we, we have to sometimes learn how to patent things. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uncultured you got patent. Chronicles is perfect. Because that's what is unseasoned. Mm. Okay, well, we, we have um, a, a special inductee this week. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the son of a failed parent. Wow. <laughs> um, wow. Failed <laughs> only because he did not pass COVID onto his offspring. <laughs> um, now, this parent is one of the greatest actors of all time. Can't even lie. No, I'm not gonna. Hey, listen, I love Philadelphia. Philadelphia was wicked. I, I love Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Oh yeah, I, I love. He gets ratings for that. You know what I mean? So, yep. but your parenting skills. If your parenting skills were a quarter as good as your acting, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now, fam. Thanks. Although I almost tend to feel like that's kind of up there with a lot of the unseasoned parenting that's out there. But fair enough. <laughs> Sorry. Go and, ahead. And I know you've been having this on your chest this whole week. Mm-hmm. I know you have Uncle Germs. <sighs> so we let me are... just let me just take out my 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 shea butter right now. <laughs> <laughs> the unseasoned chronicles will go to Chet Hanks this week. So Sir. let me give the back. Let's be, let's kind of start with a little bit of a backdrop. So anybody that knows Chet Hanks, mm. or at least recently over the past couple of years, this 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 idiot boy, <laughs> and I'm, I'll call him a idiot boy, idiot, yeah. has a tendency to, for whatever reason, speak the worst type of patois ever. In like magic, my wife speaks better patois, and she doesn't speak it. Listen, most black people who probably even black Americans speak better Patois than him, but whatever. That's, you that's know who spoke better Patois? And I kid you not, the rabbit that I used to own. <laughs> <laughs> As he grew up in, he grew up in a, a black home. He knew yes. Detail. Yes. It smelled the jerk chicken in the air. What? No. My, rab- my old rabbit, Mr. Lex? What do you mean? Lexus? Oh, come on now. So, 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 um, so Chet, I'm only going to call him Chet. I'm not even going to call it Chet Hanks because I don't, I don't care. So Chet, if you look at a lot of his social media posts, um, he would talk as if he's, you know, from Jamaica, which is clearly far from the truth. But today he decided to pretty much recreate this, this whole thing called white boy summer. Right now, Y'all have to kind of see it in order to kind of understand like what he's doing, what he's saying, right? Now, in his, in his, I'm not going to say his defense, but he's looking at it as more like, you know what, this is just a joke thing and all that type of stuff. But when you hear it, clearly, I, I honestly feel that it's a white boy summer really directed towards like more so fetishizing towards black women because even in one of his posts he, he teeth that from women. megan the stallion though hot no who said hot girl summer that's what i'm saying Megan the stallion. exactly it's about black women turning up so he's still yeah. well 
Listen, this oh, is also white boy, this... summer? Could you, white boy summer sounds like mayonnaise left out in the sun. So what are you talking about white boy summer? That sounds it sounds like unwashed legs. Booty. <laughs> and well, red, I... looking like a, you're walking by and I'm like, is he sunburnt or high? Why are you so red? Lobster? Well, he, a lobster? <laughs> he wants to become a lobster. <laughs> no, skinny oh. summer, get out of here. Listen, this is the same guy that fetishizes with black women. That's that's and he even says, listen, it's it's black girl summer like all year. Like he's the one that legit said that. You know what I mean? And this is, is the that part of the porn category? Listen, <laughs> it doesn't matter because part of it is that like he's getting a lot of um, I guess acceptance. And it's not even so much the white community. It's it's a Jamaicans. lot. Not even Jamaicans. I tend to find there's a lot of black women, right? That are fetishizing this right yes fine he like look wise he is well i'm, I'm not even to he's white care. he's white well, he, he, a lot of people say that he's cute he's sexy all that type of stuff i could care less but okay hey listen these are the comments that are out there all right. but again this is this is coming from a guy that has no low. problem appropriating culture has no problem with culture. We have to say it's disrespecting. That's the one of the challenges. That's why even I move away from saying white privilege and I talk about white supremacy. Mm-hmm. It's like it's sick. It's a sickness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's not showing love. Mm-hmm. He's no. disrespecting the culture. That's how you disrespect a culture. You know what I mean? It's like me and being in Morocco. I covered my hair. I right. then, you know there you don't have to, but there's some places you cover your hair, you cover mm-hmm. your knees and your shoulders because you're respecting it. I'm not mm-hmm. pushing up myself in no mosque. I'm not doing none of that stuff because I'm mm-hmm. showing respect. I'm in your country, but I don't have to be in your business. He's mm-hmm. disrespecting the culture. That's what he's doing. You know, what I mean? he's, you know disrespecting, what? he's disrespecting, and it's more than disrespect because of his power. It's not just mm-hmm. his power as a white man. He is a rich white man. He mm-hmm. basically stands in Jamaica doing some sex tourism. Because it's money yeah. going to a, a, you know what I mean, a, a, a country with a lot of poverty, flashing your dollars, of course you're going to get that. We mm-hmm. have to talk about that. You know what I mean? Well, okay, it's funny. Because, uh, sorry. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. You don't have to apologize. Because yeah. this is where it's like, okay, you look at Chet. Chet I'm not even going to say his last name. So you look at Chet. And I kind of go back to the Cormac thing. Because, again, she's been getting a lot of popularity and even like when you look at a lot of her videos, she could care less, like literally care less about the black community, even though she f's around with a black guy, right? Cormas, Cormas, Cormas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she has no problem saying nigga this, nigga that, or whatever. And she said in multiple interviews that like it's it's no big deal. But again, you know, it, sometimes the people around her, well, the folks that do tend to F with her or whatever, still readily accept her like she's something just because like she got tits and ass. You know what I mean? Does yeah. she know? Not really, but whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Inquiring minds. This shows okay, I never really took her in. I just Googled her. We need to stop tripping. Okay. And that's Listen. what's so funny. Like to be a fine black woman, you gotta be like you cannot be a dime. You know we don't, black people don't play. And you're taking this mediocre, I just don't understand the, the healing up of white mediocrity. It's just mind-boggling to me. Right. And it comes back to what Medela says, that we, we un, rightly or wrongly, we have become the most inclusive, I will say, 
most inclusive group or race of people compared to any other race because you are right you're not going to see us like just like like jump step into let's say like a a, a chinese community event or whatever unless yeah. like we're specifically invited and they wouldn't more let often, us into a chinese community event fam but that's what i'm saying like 99.9 <laughs> of the time that's not going to happen right no. if it does happen it's probably because we're the trophy you know what yeah. i mean yeah same thing like and this is this is the part that actually pisses me off because when i look at other people uh um people of color like other cultures right you know talk about the brown men them talk about chinese them you know even 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 indigenous coming back to like appropriating like black culture and yet mm-hmm. you're the same ones that would try to like pretty much dash us away as if we're some sort of garbage mm-hmm. like are you are you dumb fam like yeah. you you want to cry like and no offense what's been happening with with um the spike in in a lot of asian um racist you know stuff that's been happening with them shouldn't happen that being said these are the same ones that are crying racism and yet and yet what they've done to black people a lot of the times mirrors what they're experiencing right now weren't they just kicking out africans out of china always they're- aren't they currently colonizing africa and the caribbean hmm. okay just just yes they yes them. okay you know what i mean it's such it's a tricky conversation that was my memory why another mm-hmm. thing I say white supremacy instead of white privilege. I also talk about systemic anti-blackness rather than just white supremacy. So I'm more right. towards systemic anti-blackness because it's an understanding that anti-blackness is global and it yep. is a thing that many non-black people do. You know what I mean? And I know, like I said, any country where they're like, remember the hell that Africans were catching in um, China when COVID hit? Well, yep. I mean, no last year. But yes. You know what I mean? And so we have, like, it's a complicated conversation. It happens with so many other conversations. Like, even when you talk about Islamophobia, we have to acknowledge that African Muslims, Black Muslims are, you know what I mean? They're dealing with the brunt of these things, especially yep. if they're hijabis. Like, you know what I mean? We can talk about, like, there's so many layers. And that's why nuance in these conversations is, is important. You know what I mean? I'm watching this rise in Asian hate, and it's largely tied to, well, it's tied to a lot of things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's, unacceptable it's a shame to see um and it's also interesting that what's being talked about is asian hate and the specificity of that like if we just all were dealing with racism as a whole we wouldn't be having these problems but because we're you know what i mean because everybody's like well if it's black people i ain't messing with them but if it's us well black people better come and step up and that's the other conversation that bothers me because Mm -hmm. it's always us as mammies every single time something happens any time something happens to another racial group black people always are the ones who are supposed to step up Right. I mean, like, you cannot call your favorite slave off the bench. Like, that's not who we are. <laughs> that's what it is, though. Feel bigger. Well, now you know me. Now you know me. Now you know me. Oh, not, yeah. High school, and then you got old and in your field, and you don't know me. And now you want, now you, you got your wake up call. You know what I mean? Yeah, now you want to talk. We got, a, we got the nigga wake up call, and now you got your wake up call. And now you know me. You know what I mean? And so. The nigga, bad signal. They, I don't answer that. I'm not. Black Uber, get out of here. You know what I mean? It's just unfortunate we have to talk about those things. You know what I mean? They're difficult conversations to have. And it's also frustrating to see because when we're talking about the civil rights movement, like there was a unification. You know what I mean? Yep. Remember, there's, remember, all of these countries, like even when they talk about Meghan and Harry and they're talking about all of these countries who have independence days or who were conquered by the British, there mm-hmm. wasn't a time when there would be like, 
what did they say? Yellow peril supports black power. You know what I mean? Where there was this mm -hmm. black brown, remember they had the black, the brown berets and like there was just unification again amongst racial groups to fight white supremacy, mm -hmm. um, US imperialism. And then some people were able to get on and then they were able to move into this model minority group and then they forgot about the rest of us who were still right. the rest of us black people who didn't get on. You know what I mean? It's unfortunate to say because even Angela Davis being freed was largely because of the global response. Even in Germany, they were like, yo, Angela Davis needs to be free. So where's that energy? Where's well, it's that funny because it went with the money. At the end of the day, it went with the money. There are certain groups that were able to, as we talked about before, able to amass or sort of get away from the hood, if you will, or get away from the struggle, if you will, and forgot the rest of us along the way. It was just like, well, bun you. We'll talk to you when we feel like it. Oh, sorry. Did I tip out? No, no. I said they took the payout. They took okay. the payout. Yeah. And that's exactly it. And that's unfortunately why, like this conversation, you're right, is complicated. But it is a necessary conversation because, you know, people have to kind of look at and say, if you expect us to support you, you need to deal with what's been going on from time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, especially in Canada, Black people and Indigenous people are, the, are among the longest, apart from white, a long, the longest okay. country, yeah. yet, like, we're pretty much at the bottom of the boat, but the bottom of the barrel. And that's you that, that Can you repeat that part, Jermaine? Because um, yeah, you really tripped out. Okay, so I pause. Let me let me re repeat this again. Okay. Yeah. So again, it's it's a conversation when we look at, and I'm just gonna say specific to Canada. Uh, indigenous and black people have been probably the longest group in this country, right? Yet if you look at it at the end of the day, we're pretty much at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to access to anything and economic power, anything, or even independence, anything, as compared to other groups that have migrated here. See, and that's the other part. It's like, uh, in a lot of ways, black people were forced to, to reach here, right? We were forced, even, even with the, the whole like slavery thing, we were forced to move up to Canada because that was, the only safe space that we had, right? Yes. As opposed to other people from other cultures, they just chose to migrate here. Yeah. And yet we're still treated as yeah. sort of like from the bottom. That was my point. Yes. And you know what I mean? It's funny, like even in that conversation, like you said about this long history with um, Black and Native oppression in this country, it always bothers me that people forget the Black part of the equation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We have to realize that we are part, like Native people and Black people are part of the same colonial project. The transatlantic slave trade, it was a triangle, it was a movement, you know what I mean? There was enslavement here, of, didn't, it wasn't really an agricultural country, so enslavement couldn't really take root here like it did in the southern United States, which is also the difference between the southern and northern U.S., but we're part of the same colonial yep. project. And what we don't realize is that the colonial project is ongoing. Like when we talk about Black immigration to this country, it's not choice that brought us here. It's a continued colonialism, imperialism in the, in the Caribbean that pushed us here. And we know Canada needs, Canada's population doesn't grow the way the US has. We're only 35 million people, they're 300 and something million people. They need laborers, there's a brain drain. They're taking the best and brightest from the Caribbean and bringing them here. And we're coming here because 
we're being pushed here just like so many other people are being pushed here. Um, so that needs to mean like, that's why it bothers me when people talk about black people as settlers. We're not settlers. We're part of the exact same colonial project. You know what I mean? And that needs to be a thing that we continue to remember. And also just as a note, I use native instead of indigenous because indigenous refers to people all over the globe and it tends to erase the indigenous people in Africa. So I'm very specific that I say native to refer to those people of this country because there's indigenous people throughout Africa, throughout South Africa, etc. I don't want to erase them. So teachable moment as well. The teacher. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, as we're saying, you know what I mean? These conversations are complicated. I don't want to seem like I'm trying to hate on or oppress another culture. I'm totally aware. I'm just also aware of my positionality and my people's mm -hmm. personality as black people as well. That this is, you know what I mean? There's a lot of places in the world. There are very few places in the world where we could go to where we get treated like human beings. Um, and a lot of these, you know what I mean? These POC are the people who are doing the marginalization. Like it goes deep. Mm -hmm. So I see it, it and also like you're calling me, you know what I mean? Like you're calling me to, dismant to help dismantle something systemic. But then what about how you treat me? You know what I mean? Right. And so if I'm not as excited to jump up and, you know what I mean, roll up, then, you know what I mean, that needs to be talked about. You know what I mean? A lot of these people that I'm seeing on Instagram now that are talking about stop Asian hate, when we were going through this summer, y'all didn't have anything to say. Not you know what I mean? Quiet as church mice. So it's just me noticing these things. And you know what I mean? Obviously, I, you know what I mean? Yes, the battle of systemic anti-blackness and white supremacy is a large part of that. Um, it's just, don't, ex I'm not going to be a pawn and I'm not going to be on the front lines if you're standing behind me safe and when this all is back and done, you move to your position of privilege. Or pr even if it's priv privilege bestowed upon you by white supremacy. So are we in this together? Okay, so. Are we not? Yeah. Okay, so let me ask this question. I'm gonna ask both of you this question then. Mm. How do you feel, how do you think everything that we've talked about, how do you think it affects black people mentally then? Just from a mental health perspective, what are your thoughts of how it could possibly affect black people? Well, that, <clears throat> that's how black people check-in started. <laughs> <Doesn't it? laughs> um, Speak on. I've, because of the murder of George Floyd, I felt like shit. Now we've gone through, you know, Trevon Martin, Michael Brown, Breonna Taylor, Taylor, Lod, Rodney King, everybody, right? But this particular summer, I think hit hit me hard, and I just I just kind of snapped. If, I don't know if you noticed, but man's did kind of snap. Um, it's rough seeing people like black folks being constantly murdered on TV and things like that. There's a sense of hopelessness. You know what I mean? And right? powerlessness. Powerlessness. Yeah. So when this whole podcast thing started, it was because of that. I didn't know what the fuck to do. Because how many times can you post a hashtag on Twitter, Instagram, yeah. cuss at somebody on... Actually, well, you know what? That can keep happening. But... Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. <laughs> Right? So mm. I felt like we needed this space to get out all of our frustrations, right? To talk a, a space just for us, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're not gonna be having guests that are not black on this show, cause we're not. Yeah. Um, no. They can go somewhere else. I don't yeah. know. You no, know this I mean? is our safe space. Yes, right. exactly. 
right? Um, the dance community, which I thought was a safe space, maybe naively on my part, right? It's a culturally black safe space, but there's white people in it, though. It's supposed to be a culture. There's not black people in it, so it's not. And I was speaking, sorry to interrupt, but I was invited to this art thing, um, and it's for quote unquote by POC. And I was talking to a friend, I'm like, yeah, but a space with other racialized people in it is still not a safe space for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A safe space for me is a space that have black people in it. And even like mentally, like when I was doing one of this art program with a bunch of women in it, one of the art prompts was hair to explore what hair means to you. And I was like, I'm not going to sit here and talk about and explore hair in a room full of white people. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just because it is, it is like, like you said, the effects, like I remember like going, like, I, you know what I mean? I love live music. Um, and you know what I mean? Lots of concerts and same thing with the Kanye West concert. It just felt, it didn't feel like a safe space. And obviously I was quote unquote safe, but I just still felt violence around me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain, explain it, but it's not, we know we're not safe. We, you know, you know, it's like you hang around with a group of friends, you know, a bunch of people don't like you. You don't want to be yeah. in that space. You don't feel well. It wears down on you. You feel less of yourself. Like it's a total breakdown and it starts appearing, you know, your skin's not as lustrous, your hair start follow. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not just, and I keep talking to people, like it's not just emotional. It is also a physical thing. And a lot of it is, so much of it is inherited. You know what I mean? So much of it is inherited. Even when there's a theory called the post- post-traumatic slave syndrome um there's a book on that yes there is joy degree i believe her name is yeah Um, because even in in it she talks about physically disciplining black children and links it to enslavement um and a lot of the things that we do are just things that we learned through enslavement or defensive things you know what Mm. i mean a lot of things with also your child was remember if your child wasn't disciplined they could get murdered you were doing everything you could to save your child. So a lot of those stuff is still built in that still fight, flight, freeze that we still exist with. Like where all of us are, especially when you're dealing with things are on the edge. You're always on the edge. And we talk about microaggressions, despite them being microaggressions, they're not micro. And there's another term called micro invalidations as well. So it's invalidating your sense of self. It's and microaggression is just chip, 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 chipping away. It's just chip, chip, chipping away. You know what I mean? And it's a violence, a daily, like that's one of the beauties of COVID. I don't have to go outside. So I don't have to continuously deal with this influx and barrage of anti-blackness. Like I used to live in Queen West. So when I'm trying to hang out at Trini Bellwoods or just walk down the street, it's like I'm under attack all the time. It is absolutely exhausting. It's absolutely debilitating. It leads to mental health issues, um, hypertension, other heart diseases, cancer, yeah, yeah, that's what happens. That's what stress. That's what stress turns into. Yeah, you know what it I mean? does. Like it is absolutely debilitating. Absolutely debilitating, and it's a collective experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're collectively going through this pain together. Yeah. You know what? It it's it's something because I I think back to I'm going to use this illustration how it affects me mentally. Mm-hmm. It's like if anybody like in this panel has ever been bullied before or had like, like people just constantly make fun of you. And I, I kind of see myself like cr- trying to scream back at the people that are just trying to make fun of me. Yeah. But they still continue on with the same like- They just yes. laugh. They just laugh. It's funny. Right. And that's, and that's how I feel when I see like, again, when I see people who are not of a particular country trying to speak like the, that language and yes. murder it. 
You know they're, what I mean? They're mock- it's, it feels like they're mocking it, us and the whole world is right. in on the joke. But it is. And right. It's like, even with my son, I remember he was six and I showed him a picture of blackface. I didn't tell him anything about it or I just showed him this picture. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you think of this? And he's like, mom, they're making fun of us. Even he oh, wow. at six years old was able to tell that mm-hmm. what they were doing to their faces, even though it didn't look like black people, that they were meant to look like black people and that they were making fun. So a lot of this stuff that people are doing, is like wearing a costume at Halloween. It's yeah. making fun. That is what it is. It's not right. real. It also is making a fun of our pain, our lives and our deaths. Mm. You're making fun because right. you don't value me as a human being, as a person, my thoughts, my feelings, my joys, my pains, my struggles. Right. But they will, but they they will turn around and say, "Well, it's not a big deal," and that, to and you. that w- or you're being too sensitive. <laughs> to you, it's not a big deal to you. <laughs> to you. But again, like but look at this the systemic, look at the messaging that we've had to endure. But mm-hmm. look at the discrimination mm-hmm. that we go through. What do you mean it's not a big deal? It's not a big deal that you could wear box braids and not get murdered in the street. But if I wear box braids, I get murdered in the street. It's not okay that a kid went to the store to get iced tea and Skittles and he had a hoodie on and a grown man chased him down and murdered him. That's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Ayanna got away with it too. Uh, yeah, she was seven years old. The police burst into her house and they shot, she was sleeping on the couch and they shot her. She was seven. When what's his name? Mm-hmm. In an open carry state, um, that little boy, I can't remember his name. Um, right? Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know, he was in his, remember when they did that, his sister went running to him. And the police officer tackled her, cuffed her, and threw her in the back of the police cruiser. Her brother was mm-hmm. laying on the ground, dying. She has her mother said she can't sleep, she can't eat, all of these things. Michael yeah. Garner, his daughter yeah. died of the pain. That's what she died from. She died from the pain and heartbreak of what happened to her father. What do you mean? Not a big deal. No, it's not a big deal is my kid at five years old coming to me and telling me he wants golden hair because kids with golden hair get treated better. What do you mean right. it's not a big deal? Most to who? Exactly. To you? And if you're saying yeah. it's not a big deal to you, what does that say about you as a person? Colonizer? September. What do you mean? Why you got to spread so much hate, September? <laughs> I, so I have black love. I spread black love, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, don't no, it, it, I love my people completely, eh? Reverse oh. racism, goddammit. <laughs> okay. Oh, reverse. I have white my friends. Bottom foot. I have <laughs> white friends. You know what? I wanted to get I grew, a t-shirt I scra- with that I grew name. up in Galloway. I've been to a white person's house. I've been to a white person's house. What do you mean? I have white friends. Yeah. Did you hear that oh, white oh, person what do you mean? say, fuck I- you, mom? <laughs> <laughs> God, oh, I, I was going to say, like, yo. Like, I know Biggie, I know Tupac, I know Snoop Dogg. <laughs> like, I listen to them. Like, whatever. I used to drink um, Jam to No Doubt, Blink-182, Billy Talent. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> I went to me. my first concert, a punk concert, The Misfits. I've done that before. What do you mean? I've been to Kylie Minogue's concert. Hey, don't forget do Nirvana. So. I, love the, I love the Lord of the Rings trilogy. You know no. what I mean? <laughs> I would have voted for Justin Trudeau twice. I'm lying. I don't know. No, you wouldn't. But, no, no you I, wouldn't. I, wouldn't do it, I wouldn't do it once. I'm not doing it two times. But you know what I mean? These same reports. What do you mean when they say that I have white friends? What do you mean? You know what I mean? But this thing about what we're going through, and you see it in these poor kids, and you see them going out without any care or any kind of supports. And that's why I'm so thankful. You know what I mean? I'm going to plug it. But it's called Black Mental Health Matters, and they, com- they provide free 
or um, sliding scale mental health services to black people in Toronto. Um, so I'm not sure what their uh, website is, but look at Black Mental Health uh, Matters Toronto. Um, if you need mental health care, if you need mental health care, apply. And if you've got money to donate so that people can get mental health care, definitely donate because we need it. It's hard out here. And I've got Thank a therapist for for them, wonderful black woman. It's been absolutely um, mm -hmm. revolutionary and liberatory to be get that kind of love from a black person. I feel loved by her. I feel like she's here not merely because it's her job, but she cares about me as a black woman and wants to see me healed and happy. So I'm gonna plug that. Black mental health matters. Well, listen, I, in terms of like, because I'm, I'm a counselor as well, but like, I got my own, I got my own therapist. She's black. That's, that's all people need to know. Cause mm -hmm. there is, there is something of, of not even just a liberating thing, but it comes back to the safety thing, right? Like, I, I was funny because, not to kind of divert a little bit, yeah. but I had um, my first counseling session a couple of years back. I had a white woman, right? But I only mm. had her with, only because, like, um, my job has, like, a EA, one of those EAPs, well, right? Program. So, you know, like, she was nice and all that type of stuff, but yeah. I just felt that, like, the nuances of certain aspects of my life, she didn't understand. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. You said what you had to say. I'm gonna look for somebody else. Yeah. As soon as I found that, as soon as I found that black therapist, yo, it's a game changer because I feel like I can talk. Yes. Oh, and this is the thing: is like I'm an old hat with therapy. Like I've been getting there. Like I've been having. I've had different therapists over like maybe over ten years. You know what I mean? And they've always mm -hmm. been white women. Um, and it is helpful, but having this black woman as a therapist. You can tell there's so much that I don't have to explain. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. To come in as a therapist, explain your life. You're, there's so much you have to. So not having to go over, like even when we're talking, she's like, "Oh, how are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, I just came back from Kensington Market." She's like, "You should see the me." And this is me talking. Like, you should see the price of Snapper. It's like, yeah, man, everybody's getting ready for Easter. If I talked to mm -hmm. white therapist, I said, "Oh, I went." You know what I mean? She, I wouldn't even tell that to her. She'd have no idea. And mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And especially when you're in therapy, it's so important to be understood. And so it's mm -hmm. so wonderful. And you know, it's so wonderful to be loved on by a black woman. Yeah. You know, it's a beautiful, wonderful, you know, even mm -hmm. when they say, you know what I mean? It's a wonderful, beautiful, you know, you're loved. You know yeah. that you're special, that you're, you just know you can fight another day. I can try. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay, I can try one more day. Yep. It's just, and like I said, it's beautiful. And when I say revolutionary and liberator, I mean liberator in the sense that I don't have to explain myself in that. It's just so great. It's so, and it's also for me breaking down barriers. As you know, it's very hard to talk about mental health challenges within the black community. So the fact that I'm able to do this with the black woman for her to hear me, yes. be able to trust her is a really big deal um, for me. And I'm always, you know, I'm very open. If you follow me on Twitter, I'm very open about so many things. Yes. But I mean, it's very hard to talk about that amongst my family members. Like most of them have no idea I take an antidepressant because I know they won't be on board with that. And, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's really great to get this love from a black woman. You know what I mean? Get this love, mm -hmm. this support. And she said, listen, this is not, she said, listen, listen, I'm not going to charge you anytime soon. Eh? So you don't need to worry about that. She's like, I am here for you. I am with you. We are going to get through this together. Mm -hmm. Her saying that meant so much because having mental mm -hmm. health can be so isolating. Depression is a liar. Mm -hmm. But it meant so much to have this woman be like, yo, I got your back. Eh? Don't worry about none of that. Mm -hmm. I got your back. So, yeah, it is. And that's, you know what I mean? And more and more, 
when the outside world seems so anti-black, these spaces are so important, which is why it bothers me when I see motherfuckers in our spaces. And there's this even a party that I go to, which is a black diaspora party. So it's for black people in um, the continent and Africa. And it basically shows us how connected we are through music, food, and other things to show, look it. Like, um, it's like Jola is basically Pelau or cook up or, you know what I mean? We all have jambalaya, uh, whatever they have in the United States. Like he's like, look, jambalaya. we all have this one pot dish that we have. We're united, mm -hmm. like listen to our music, listen to the bass lines, listen to the, you know what I mean? So I was in this space and there's this group of white people in the middle who set up this circle where they were dancing in the circle in the middle of the party. And I tap one of the white girls, I have a smile on my face. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, I said, are you an ally? She's like, yeah, I'm an ally. And I dropped the smile from my face. I'm like, then why are you taking so much space? Why are you centering yourself? You know what I mean? The smile just dropped from her face and I walked off. Why are you doing this here? You know what I mean? I'm intentional about everything that I do. And I, you need, if you're an ally, you need mm -hmm. to be intentional here. And right now you're not an ally, you're colonizing. You've just discovered a new thing and that's what you're doing here. I think that's going to be our next topic. You're making this space unsafe, but go ahead. It's not my show. Oh no 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 hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on you got recruited so don't even come here and deny your show you got recruited check 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 the WhatsApp Jermaine this is my show now check the check the WhatsApp look at what I just did listen I don't even have my phone on me but yo like let's let's just put it this way you're like you're in no matter what you're in you're in like sin. Like we will not not to sound like you know violent, but we're, we're gonna drag we're dragging you into this. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. You know what I mean? It's great to be able to have these conversations for people to be able to hear these conversations. Their conversations need to be had. There are so few spaces that we're able to talk about these things, especially exactly. what's going on. They're necessary. There's stuff we got to get off our chest. There's perspectives that we want to hear, things we want to learn, and so that's the beauty and the power of the internet and social media. Um, mm. how we're able to do these things and to able to connect. 100%. I, I can't, I can't disagree with that. I, why, um, why? One thing you need to know about September, she's not wrong very often. And even <laughs> if on the off day chance, she is wrong, she's usually not. So just yeah. letting you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't really laughs> I'll just be quiet instead of being wrong. <laughs> like I said, my lane, I know my lane and I stay in it. There's not a lot of, there's, you know what I mean? There have even been opportunities that have come my way where I've been like, yo, I don't really don't know much on this talk. I'm like, oh, but you seem pretty knowledgeable. I'm like, yeah, seem pretty knowledgeable is not enough for me. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm not going to take this opportunity. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's important to speak on what you know and listen when you don't know. And get your knowledge up so that you do know. Yeah, because it's either you're going to do it correctly or you're not going to do it at all. Or don't exactly. do it at all. And also you know the mean? issue with miseducation. Like, miseducation kills. You can't be out here miseducating the public. You know what I mean? Especially in the information age. Yeah, because there's a lot of information out there. Much of it, not the right information, but whatever. Why? Exactly. So. Yeah, which is yes. the importance of critical thinking, um, which is where you come in, Jermaine. You teach the kids that. <laughs> babies i mean i do it Listen, to my parents i mean you know kaya could come on here and spit some knowledge and he's only 13 um my son uh but yeah mm -hmm. wow you know the no, baby like knows. you know what but you're one but i was gonna say like you want to say correct like a lot of people one of the things that's scary about all of this is that 
any information that's out there, and you can pick any topic, people don't really sit down to critically think through it. They almost accept it as if, okay, that's the truth. Not necessarily so. Yes. Um, and this is where, like, even... And I, I appreciate because I've been following enough of your tweets, right? And I love how you really chastise how the media like really filter uh like how they try to filter out like certain informations whether it be liberal or conservative they yeah. just tend to um do things a certain way to make people think it's going to be one thing no it isn't there's more questions to this remember i used to be media so before right. i was a web developer i was a freelance journalist for many many years so and i was in the valley of the beast um and we know in mm. even historical the media's role in a fair and just society is integral and they're not doing their jobs. And of course, what do we expect them? They're no. a state. Um, but it's for us to understand. It's very hard. Like my mindset's always been question everything. I've always been a kid. Remember, I read the autobiography of Malcolm X at 12 years old. And it was like, from then on, it was like, <laughs> that was that's the same thing. Like I learned about Kwame Nkrumah at that age and all of these people. I was like, Thomas Sankara. Like I was just was like, I got my wake up call, but I was always um, being asked to participate in conversations growing up that were kind of adult intellectual conversations. And you know what I mean? Well, what do you think? Well, why do you, and that's the thing is it's not only what do you think, why do you think that? Even what journalism was like, right. how can you prove that? How do you know that? You know what I mean? With a lot of the things that I'm seeing out there, especially around COVID, I'm like, but how do you know that? A YouTube video made by some, you know what I mean? I could put up a YouTube video about there about how, I don't know, mm -hmm. anything. You know what I mean? That yep. I've got an alien living mm -hmm. in my backyard. I could come up with some mm -hmm. images regarding that. You know what I mean? And so critical thinking, and I understand it's a privilege. And I, you know what I mean? I'm obviously, we're off tangent and I love it. Um, but I was thinking about during the civil rights movement when they had um, consciousness raising um, groups. You'd meet at mm -hmm. somebody's house and you guys would discuss politics or discuss a text. Maybe you were reading, I don't know, Lorraine's Hansbury or... Malcolm X is writing and people would sit there and they would teach each other and learn and give the, themselves the political education that they needed to be able to resist white supremacy and liberate themselves. And I really wish mm -hmm. we could go back to that. Um, and we do in so many senses, like this is a consciousness raising opportunity. Twitter is, there's so many texts that people, like one friend, like we were talking and we we're talking about anger and like, yo, you need to read Audre Lorde's essay, The Uses of Anger. It's short and it's accessible and it really talks about anger that anger is useful and that anger is useful when you convert it into something else. What's and it, it validates black anger. Uh, um, Audre Lorde, it's mm -hmm. called Audre Lorde, The Uses of Anger. It's a very short um, essay. Like it's very, and I love Audre Lorde's reading. I know a lot of people are um, reluctant to read these things, but hers is really accessibly written. She uses, it's called The Uses of Anger, Women Responding to Racism. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, mm -hmm. she's got a collection of essays called Sister Outsider. Um, because she writes, this is another one, she got another essay on anger that's brilliant. And my friend was reading it and she was just like, yo, she kept sending me um, quotes and she's like, actually, I'm just basically quoting every sentence. Like, it's just, it's really a great read. And obviously it's about black women responding to racism. It addresses white women too in their role in it. I remember Audre Lorde was a person who first, one of the people who first started capitalizing black, but she puts white and European in lower case to just really mm. get off. So Audre Lorde was also the person who came up with the term and the ideology behind self-care. Like okay. Audre Lorde is the creator of that. So definitely read her sister outside as a collection of her essays. She talks about when she went to Grenada, like Audre Lorde's a G. 
read Audrey Lord. Yo, they are, they ought to put like a Black History like like profile for her for for Black yeah. History Month. She's often one hundred percent do. She's so revolutionary. Like even when she talks about power dynamics and she talks about the power dynamics between parents and children, which a lot of people don't think about. Um, and so she talks about that and how uh, sometimes mothers, women, and, and um, enact patriarchal violence on children through that power dynamic. That's really powerful mm -hmm. thing. And she talks yep. about giving children a voice, validating yep. their feelings, all of these things. So Audrey Lord definitely mm -hmm. recommend her. Absolutely, 100%. Her views on feminism and everything. Like, she's really integral. And like I said, I love her because she's accessible. She's not the type of writer who one sentence is a paragraph long. She doesn't use a lot of academic language. Very, very accessible. And her stuff is all over the internet for free. Like, I'm looking right here in the essay, The Uses of Violence, is... Um, I pulled it up. And it's very short. It's a dense read. So it's that you read slowly because it's just so good. Um, right. like something you just re you want to reread the sentence over and over again and kind of just bask in that brilliance. Right. Makes sense. Oh, wow. Makes sense. I, read her. I already know what my Sunday night reading will be. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's a short read. You can read it in like, it's an easy read, 10 minutes. Yeah, but you're going to want to go over it and go over it. And then you're going to want to go over to Twitter. Then you're going to be mad that Twitter only has a 280 character limit. You know what I mean? You're going to probably so you have to like tweet, retweet. <laughs> Yeah, you got to screenshot it or you got to do a tweet thread. Or... Yep. You, see, you see how my friend knows me, Jermaine? <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Just record a video, man. Put it in your stories. Put it in your stories. <laughs> you see how my friend knows me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Why, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, this is going to get some exciting times. All right. Yo, um, I'm, gonna, I'm... I'm excited for the hate mail, personally. I'm yeah. excited for the hate mail. Yeah. Well... Speaking of which, just so that people know, if you want to send over hate mail, Mandela, can you please let them know where they can send the hate mail? You can find us mm -hmm. and send all the hate mail you like and all the tears mm -hmm. and the whataboutisms yep. to mm -hmm. blackpeoplecheckin at gmail.com. Hold may... on, let's, let's spell it out though. Let's spell it out so that people know. <laughs> all right, this is Toronto we're talking about. Yep. <laughs> um, B-L-A-C-K, <laughs> Black, People, P-E-O-P-L-E, mm -hmm. check in, all one word, at mm -hmm. gmail.com. And if they don't want to use email, we do have, you know, our social media. Please let them know where they can find us, too. Well, we have our Twitters. Twitters, as yes. As we affectionately call it. B-L-A-C-K, P-P-L, mm -hmm. check in. So at Black People Check In, same with the Instagrams. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which, like I said, we're overdue for for a live. We like legit. We're overdue for a live. We are overdue for a live. You know what? Yeah. No, we're gonna do a live. We have sure. to do a live. Like are I we, promise you, we need to do a live. Are we bunning out anybody on our live? Because I feel like Ooh. I did a whole lot of bun out this summer. You know when they say, oh, this many days without a workplace injury? It's been yeah. over 2,000 years, and every day there's some kind of white people fuckery. There will be something to talk about. Ooh, Thank you. You know Thank what? You. We can talk about Megan and Harry. Oh, my God. <laughs> you really, well, you, you woke up and you chose violence, violence. <laughs> yes, I did. Violence, violence. 
I do. <laughs> I never take the easy road. <laughs> I never March is almost done. Melon March is almost done. So it it is. It it is. Um I got this disconnected for calling a friend nigga. Remember, remember that story? And that wasn't even me. I remember. Yeah, that's that why I'm even... like, listen, girl, that's that's you. That's you. I didn't I didn't respond. I think I laughed. I told you to leave it alone. Or I put K. That's the one. Okay, you should have done KK. I do that when I'm trying to get if I said ever send you KK, I'm like, fuck you and your life. <laughs> I'm gonna remember that. I want you to stay mad. Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that. So if somehow you and I talk on Twitter, especially about Kyle Lowry, I'll I'll see that. I'll, I'll... You see KK? Y'all be like, yo, did she really just come for me like that? Like she KK me. Coming for you. Two characters be. <laughs> I ain't wasting no more. I'm not even saying okay. Okay, A Y is not getting four. You get two. cents. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw this out here into the universe. Um. Bianca Belair, if you're listening, or if you will be listening, Tim has WWE fan. <laughs> we would love to have you on the show, only because you were an amazing athlete. We love your story, and you're awesome. Yes, that's what I am saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? She's EST of WWE. All, all I gotta say is that we'll, in other words, we're gonna haunt you under, not haunt you, but we're gonna check your DMs. And we're going to keep requesting that you come here until you say yes. Miss Bianca Blair Crawford, this message is to you. I said your whole government name. Uh, uh, uh. He said your whole name. I promise not the IRS. Wife of Mr. Kenneth Crawford. (laughs) Come share your wisdom with us, please. We would love that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we yes. What? September said we, Jermaine. Uncle Jeremy, she said we. No, no, she said we. We. Oh my God. We. She said There's we. another black woman in it. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen, at the end of the day, listen, one of the things that we do and we continue to do is celebrate and honor black women. You mm. are not just an honored guest, you are an honored partner in this whole thing. Okay? Word. <laughs> Listen, you know what, September? We gotta go get um we, we have to go get high in Kensington Market again. I hope my parents don't hear that. But okay, uh, <laughs> okay but I'm not smoking though. I ain't like listen, I'm trying oh, I'm trying to wait. None of us smoke. No, 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 edibles, edibles. Oh you you're oh you're what? Jesus. we did we did that this summer. Tell 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 Jermaine the story, September. Oh, oh. He got trapped in Kensington Market. He got trapped. Because somebody was too high to drive. Well, we were both too high to actually move. Like, I couldn't stop moving on my arm. I'm like, if I move my arm, I am going to fall. And there's this really fine, like, black hipster with a, um, what was it? A Nipsey Hustle tattoo on his neck. Hello, if you're hearing misconnection. But a Nipsey Hustle <laughs> tattoo on his neck. Oh, He's, like, catching me and mm-hmm. trying to, like, holler. But I was too high. I couldn't. I'm like, I can't walk over there. And if he comes over here, I'm just going to start dying of laughter. So we were there for hours until we sobered up enough that we could leave. Honestly. Wonderful day, though. It was a great day. It was great. But you know what? Remember how you heard about the Gorilla Glue girl? Yes. It was in the grass. It couldn't move. It was, I was, yeah, we were stuck. 
like rooted. And I was like, I'm just going to sleep for a while. So then it was just me and him. It was just him. He's sleeping. I'm sitting there. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even be on my phone. I literally couldn't do anything. I remember the guy was starting DJing for me and he played um, Usher's You Make Me Wanna. Yeah. It was like, you make me want to leave the one I'm with, start a new relationship. All of this was going on and I couldn't move. His Jordans were so fly, like, <laughs> and I couldn't, I was fly to move. Then he you like know, went I'm to the ice cream truck and he was like signaling, like, come to the ice cream truck and I couldn't go. Oh, well, I'm surprised you all remember that, but heck, whatever. No, it was. Stop laughing. It, this summer, me and Edibles were, well, remember the time when we were doing our Instagram live and the Edibles yes. kicked in halfway through? Yes. Yo, out of <laughs> September, September, when I mean say, yo, yeah. when I saw that, I was like saying to myself, honestly, I thought to myself, okay, he must have drank something. Nope. This guy was high as a kite. I was actually dying. I was so like, incoherent. So he needs his puffer when he's high because he's laughing so much at nothing. I was just looking at, I would just go look at him. He would start dying. I'm like, Skip ever stop doing. I'm like, I'm literally not doing anything. I'm just looking at him. I would yeah. just look at him. It would be like incurable. No, <laughs> that's what you, that, Jermaine that's wanted what you need something. To do. All I'm saying to you, Mandela, if you do that again, just make sure you bring your puffer. No, <laughs> just make sure you bring proper. Right? Jer- Jermaine wanted some like intellectual, in-depth answer. It was not happening. Nothing. No, no. And then he'll no. answer you. He'll you'll be talking and nope. he'll answer you. But it was something you were talking about like 15 minutes ago. It just clued into him. Like uh, that happened on my birthday. Exactly. That was exactly. on my birthday. <laughs> that yeah. was my birthday. <laughs> and then like your wife was like, Mandela, we're not talking about that anymore. <laughs> uh great times, yo. Great you know, time. You know, okay. what do, you know what? I propose if September comes back next few episodes, we would love to have you on our love and relationships episode. OMG. Oh, boy. That's a big topic. Uh, love and relationships or black love and relationships? We're gonna no, 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 black love, black love, black, black. black love. Okay. Black. No, yeah, no, black. Don't, don't, don't say like love and, no, no, black Love. Okay. I really. I'm just checking. Questions and no, no, no. answers. <laughs> well, I mean, you said Megan and Harry, and then you said love and relationships. So I'm just, I'm, I want to know what I'm going. So it's true. Granted. So, granted. Well, them two. Eh. That's more talking about the the, the monarchy, really, than yeah. it is like their relationship. But then we can just kind of criticize that relationship for what it is. Yeah. Blah, 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 whatever. whatever, yeah. whatever. A different conversation for a different episode. I. Speaking I, of which. Mm. <laughs> yes. Speaking of which. Yes, Uncle Jones. I would like to actually. <laughs> well, yes, Uncle Jones would like to say, first of all, September, you're gold. You're just, you're just, you're black gold. We black appreciate and gold. you. Black diamonds and pearls. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we, we appreciate you big time for, for jumping into this conversation. You're definitely, fa- well, I mean, you two are friends, but this is, this is family. This is Family, this hello. Is family. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Let me talk. <laughs> Correct. Thank you very much. It was very nice to come on. I'm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I definitely will see. Well, you know, you see me all over Twitter, but you know what I mean? I await yeah. my next invitation. I do miss Facebook September. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Facebook September almost got me fired at my first internship out of school, so. <laughs> yo, I know, I'm never coming back, but I know I've, like, a lot of people like, yo, where the hell are you? And I'm like, yo, I'm done. That's okay. Look for me on it's, Twitter. it's all Twitter now. It's all Twitter's Twitter fine. Twitter's fine. 
to this yeah. time. Yeah. 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 So we'll wrap this up. I know, well, next episode is going to be another fire episode anyway. Uh, Mandela, do you have any last words before you sign off? Honestly? No, you don't. I just want to drink some Hennessy right now, still. <laughs> I'm going well, to Hey, guy, you're <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, me have to season up some food still, you know, so... I got so many important errands to run tomorrow, which which making me go back to Scarborough. It's so important. So oh, important. that thing you told me about? Yeah, so yeah. important. So in two weeks, Jermaine, you're going to see a... You're going to see a different Mandela. Uh, uh-huh. You're going to see oh, a bashment. I thought you meant the other appointment. No, 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 no. The other appointment I'm very excited for, and yeah, but no, the one that we went to on Friday, it's it's gonna be Bashment Mandela. Mm. I'm channeling mm. my inner September. <laughs> oh boy! Which I recommend that for anyone because inner September is you know <laughs> it's a lot to happen. It's a lot to handle. So where can they find you, Jermaine? If they haven't heard <laughs> a thousand times already, what's your what's your Instagram? First of all, first of all. Or, all right, well, first of all, if anybody, no, actually, first of all, let's go back to September because we talked about our stuff. Oh, we did. If anybody needs to actually find September, where can we find you? Yeah, where can we? Shit, yeah. If you're looking for more of me, and I promise that, yes, I blaze the fire, but I'm also funny, loving, and kind, you can find me at September A, and that is S E P T E M B R E A. It's September spelled the French way, so September A. That's where you can find me on. uh twitter i'm on instagram with the underscore but i don't post i do post my stories often um but yeah look for me on twitter or you could just google me september anderson google me (laughs) the fact that you had the fact that you had to preface that with your funny kind and kind i had to listen i am many things i am intimidating but i am also sometimes funny and kind you're not into yeah, I'm not trying to show the angry quote unquote black woman here. I get it. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. I am that too. That's the other thing okay. is I want the people well, if you disagree with me, just remember that I'm also an angry black woman. I'm also a loving black woman, a kind black woman, a funny black woman, a supportive black woman. I contain multitudes. But I will also cuss you out. So yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds so about smile right. while doing it too. It's hilarious. Thank you. And laugh about you. Don't don't be the next one on the summer jam screening. Or in the group mm-hmm. chat. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. want <laughs> Well, I'll just say this. If anybody looks for me personally, you will see me actually on Germs394, both on Twitter and Instagram. I would say Facebook too, but no, nah, I don't want to talk about that either. Yeah. So <laughs> if you really want to check me, check me at Germs394, um, both on Instagram and Twitter. I know Mandela has his 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 uh, social media handle. Um, yeah. The white people. Um, you can find me at Mandela M A N D E L A underscore K J. If you are part of the Miracle Whip Militia, please do not follow me. Um, you won't like me very much. I promise. I also Unless don't care. Job. I am currently looking for my next web developer gig. I'm extremely talented, and you want to hire me, so get it while you can. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. She is a bad, a bad um, web developer. Yes. yes. Hire she right now. Anywho. Right, right now. Right now. 
Yeah. That's all for this week. Ting and ting. We'll be back whenever the fuck we upload. Yeah, I know. Black people check in. Signing out. <laughs> Booyaka. Booyaka. Oh, God. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good day, everybody. Good day. Yay. All right. One love. Bye. <laughs> Yay.